The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of federal marketing. Now, your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I have multiple guests today, and you'll find out why in a moment. I'm here with David Pack, CEO of US Max, Eric Strauss, uh, BD at uh, Connected Logistics, and the lovely and talented Elizabeth Moon, the small business program manager for AFSIA. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Uh, I want you each to introduce yourself, and I want to start with Elizabeth. So tell people who sure. you are and what you do at AFSIA, please. Great. Yeah, thanks for having me here this morning. Um, I'm representing AFSIA's small business programs, and 70%, over 70% of our association's members are small businesses. And we're a place where you can come to network and become a familiar face in your target market. Um, yeah, we want to be a big part of your strategy. You can use us as a tool for creating visibility in the government contracting space. So, yeah, we're out here giving people a place to network and learn about upcoming contract vehicles. We have different events that you can come to, and we run a small business committee, which is a really awesome part of my job, and that is who I'm here with today is our co-chairs of our AFSIA Small Business Committee. And one of your newest small business committee members, so. That's right, yeah. That would be me. David, introduce yourself, please. Uh, I'm David Pack, uh, President and CEO of US Max. Uh, we're a small business. I've been in the Fed sector for about 15 years, and uh, we, so our, we specialize in cybersecurity, information assurance, uh, and uh, physical security, and um, uh, cloud uh, uh, application O&M services, uh, cloud managed services. Okay. And Eric, welcome back, man. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you having me back. Uh, Eric Strauss, I've spent the majority of my 20-year-plus uh, career working with and for small businesses. I received my undergraduate degree in small business and entrepreneurship back in the 90s, uh, and the last couple of years I've been very involved in FCA. Uh, now in my third year as uh, chair of the FCA Belvoir Small Business Committee, and uh, with David, uh, now co-chair of the FCA International Small Business Committee. Yeah, and I had the pleasure of speaking at your event, the uh, the Belvoir event, and that, that's what actually prompted me to join FCA. And then uh, Elizabeth and Katie said, apply for the small business thing. So I did, and now I'm here. Um, so I, I want to start with the, the uh, uh, this is, by the way, show number three, in my big issues for small contractors. So uh, we have two small contractors here. We have the head of the AFCA Small Business Program here and me who advises a lot of small businesses. I advise large too, but um, we're, we're focusing on, on the issues for small. So um, I've, I've spoken at several AFCA events over the years, and I've always been impressed with the not just the size of the crowd, but the enthusiasm of the crowd. About five or six years ago, I spoke at one down at the Reagan Center for uh, DHS uh, Small. And uh, I, I swear, you know, there must have been, and this was like, you know, 
uh, um, primarily at matchmaking, but I had over 200 people in the room, and I probably picked up 50 business cards. And that's, that's you know, pretty impressive that a quarter of the people mm-hmm. in that uh, crowd. So I, I've, I've always been drawn to these events, and I, I love the opportunity to speak. But, um, uh, David, you have not been here before. Why, why did you get involved in SEA? Well, you know, uh, about a handful of years ago, I was invited to, to join the, the Leadership Forum. It's a series of, of, uh, um, of uh, meetings or s- sessions that, uh, that happened over a six-month period of time. And that really was my first impression of FCA. And, and, and w- what, what that left me was is really what, what, you know, what an organization like FCA can do. And it really brought together some uh, uh, some top executives from large, small, and medium-sized companies. And what I was really left with is, again, uh, I was a small business. I'm still a small business today. But we were given a seat at the table uh, to share experiences with, with you know, or, uh, organizational leaders that were leading, you know, 10, 20,000 uh, FTE organizations. And, and at the end of the day, come together at a roundtable and, and share experiences. So it really, really left me. Uh, with uh, the impression that FCA is an organization that is able to bring together small, medium, and large-sized companies and, and really bring a lot of resources, a lot of experiences, and allows uh, a small business owner like myself to take away some really valuable insight on how I could better my organization. Eric? Yes. Uh, so I, I first got involved in FCA really just as, as a member attending events when I was working for IBM. Uh, large business, and what I realized was um, FC is all about the members. It's all about the chapters, and it's all about getting involved. And that's that's over the last couple of years, really over the last uh, three four years, when I got more and more involved, both in the FC Belvoir chapter and then at the FC International uh, level with the Small Business Committee. And the relationships, the networking, the information that I glean, you know, from my company Connect Logistics. Uh, at these events has been fantastic. Let me ask uh, a more personal question here. On a personal visibility level, do you feel like, uh, particularly through your activities at Belvoir, because you really are like the the guy there for AFSIA, um, does that help you in in your ability to connect with large, medium, small, with the people at the Ford, particularly PEO? You, without a doubt, yeah. Both both the, the the folks in the government, our clients and prospective clients, uh, many of which I've gotten to know through FC events, as well as teammates, uh, both you know primes that we may sub to, and teammates of ours that uh, join us on upcoming bids. Okay, and and you mentioned Elizabeth that there's seventy percent of FCS members are by SBA definition small. Absolutely. How cool is that? Yes. I like when that happens. <laughs> All right. So um, if you're not a member of AFSIA, I strongly suggest you consider it. And l- let me give you a – and if you're listening in the non-D.C. area, I had a guy call me from, from uh, Southern California about a year ago. And he said, you know, I'm having a really hard time connecting with primes. I was told by my SBA and my PTAC person that, you know, my entry point is uh, uh, subcontracting. And I'm really trying to meet these people from these two or three companies. So I took about five minutes. I walked into the AFCIA Southern Cal San Diego chapter Mm -hmm. on the web. uh, And lo and behold, program managers from each of the three companies that this guy wanted to meet were officers in that chapter. And I said, have you ever considered joining AFSIA? And he said, why? And I go, well, you know, 
if you <laughs> want to meet people, you got to go where they hang out. So, um, so let's let's talk uh, for a few minutes about um, actually one of my favorite subjects: uh, the increasing use of IDIQs, GWACs, and and other multiple award uh, contracts, particularly as they impact smalls. So. Eric, you submitted the idea, so you start. Sure. Yeah, so I, I've been involved in, in this space, government contracting now, for almost 15 years. And and during that time, I have seen a, and we have seen, right, in the industry, tremendous move toward GWACs, IDIQs, BPAs, and the like. And I, I, was, doing, I was doing some research uh, just in the last couple of days, and the amount of money that uh, is, is spent on IT services through GSA and GSA vehicles is phenomenal. Something like uh, I think in in FY, uh, it, pardon me, in FY seventeen, it was more than thirty billion dollars on primarily DoD and and federal spending. And when you look at vehicles like in the Army space, ITES three S, right, twelve point one billion dollar multi award IDIQ, one hundred and thirty five winners on that. It's currently in protest, but over the next nine years, there's going to be a a significant um, uh, differentiator between those companies, especially if you're working in IT in the Army, those companies that are primes on ITES 3S and those companies that didn't make the cut. Same, you could look across you know, any DHS, any other agency. And then particularly things like GSA Oasis, those companies that are on GSA Oasis, especially as a small business, pool one, pool three, pool four, phenomenal success uh, over the last three, four years. And there's a new PM at Oasis. Rob Cohn, formerly of NITAC, is now PM mm-hmm. at Oasis. So I'm expecting big things there. David, do you leverage any of these vehicles? Yes, we do. Uh, you know, we, we consider ourselves one of those smalls that have really kind of seen this trend and uh, tried to build our, our capabilities in-house to respond to these requirements. And, uh, you know, I see some smalls that have been effectively able to use outside resources and, and, and build the proposal relationship, uh, proposal shop relationship here and, uh, and, and go after some of these GWACs. Uh, at U.S. Max, uh, we, we, we've got uh, our graduated 8A, so we, we still retain the, uh, uh, the STARS-2 vehicle. Uh, we have uh, been one, uh, fortunate enough to be one of the 80 uh, awardees on the line to small business uh, recently. And, uh, and and we're also looking at the uh, carefully looking at the Oasis on ramp today. Okay, so all of those are service vehicles. So yes. obviously, you're not a product product company. Uh, when you mentioned IT uh, uh, sales through GSA vehicles at thirty, yeah. uh, Joanne Wojtek of Soup announced that they uh, broke five billion for the first time in FY eighteen, and the last numbers I saw for NITAC collectively CIOCS as well as SP3 and SP3 small was about five billion dollars as well. So, uh, so the the uh, the GWACs are, are doing well. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I shall be back with these guests right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm here with David Pack, CEO of US Max, Eric Strauss, BD guru for Connected Logistics, and again, the lovely and talented Elizabeth Moon, the small business program manager for AFSIA. Um, so let's let's go back to the the contract access. And Eric, you have indicated to me before that uh 
well, take it, the, the entry sure. point. Yes. Uh, so in, in my experience, certainly uh, this is true at Connect Logistics and, and many other companies and teammates we've worked with. The, the best place to start for newer, smaller uh, government contracting companies, if you don't already have a GSA schedule, it's relatively easy to get on, relatively low barrier to entry, and it can be a phenomenal foundation for then going after and pursuing things like GS, uh, GSA Oasis, OnRamp, and ITIS-3S and some of the other larger vehicles that may require or give points uh, to those companies that are already winning, that have and are winning on schedules. And uh, uh, Mark, I'll give you one example. Uh, about five five years ago, we went after uh, an opportunity that uh, we won. Uh, I was in the Army space uh, supporting Army ERP programs. It turned into a $47 million task order that we won on our GSA IT70 schedule. Okay. The, the one caveat I would throw out there is if you're a novice in the market, do not try to negotiate a schedule on your own. Um, it is not as seamless as it seems. Uh, David, your take on that, please? Yeah, I, I, I would say as a small business, uh, before you even look at vehicles, really look at what you're going to do with your vehicle. Uh, pick your vehicles carefully uh, and don't be one of those smalls that are one of those prime uh, contractors that have been awarded an IT Schedule 70 contract and, and you're really, you know, in, in winding down to your second year looking for task order business. Really, really look at who you know, uh, who knows you and where you where you where you have the most experience and where you feel that you can really t- apply an effect. Are you talking agency wise? Yeah, agency wise, uh, customer wise, <clears throat> customers they can awarded you funded task order business. Yeah, yeah. So you can segment the market if if you're a newbie, segment yeah. it one of two ways: either target an agency or two at the most, or a particular job function. Right, right. As Eric had mentioned, uh, you know, going after a vehicle for a small, the, the, it, it's uh, Relatively, it's not that complicated, uh, and it's relatively achievable for, for, for most smalls. And, and again, think the next step. Uh, think where you're going to aim and where you're going to fire. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we, we talked about the, the, the GWACs and the on-ramps. Well, number one, soup doesn't have an on-ramp. Joanne's mm-hmm. not going to do it. Ain't happening. Uh, they're rare anyway, and the, the, uh, the opening is not like forever. Uh, the only one that has a regular on-ramp is 8A Stars because every year companies graduate. But that being said, David, you're, you partner a lot, and so does Eric, so both of you are going to answer this, but I'm going to start with you. Um, if if you don't have a spot on, on Alliant or Oasis, uh, but you really feel that that's a good vehicle for you, how could you approach a uh, an incumbent on those one of those vehicles to partner? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, you, you really look at the, what, what your strengths are, right? And so a lot of small companies, uh, they're, they're, they're really known by the people that they bring on a task, right? And so um, if you have special skills, uh, if you have uh, special people that are uh, very, really stand out with that kind of capability, I think there's always a home and a place uh, within a large team that you can offer your services, offer your people, offer your uh, subject matter expertise. And uh, t- in all candor, uh, we're, we're no different from a lot of smalls that have succeeded in, uh, in positioning ourselves on large programs and uh, offering our services. 
And, we, you know, 10 years ago or so, we started at the Coast Guard, and, and that's how, you know, we, we really ha- have positioned ourselves uh, fast forward as a prime today. So, you know, in, in, in those days, uh, we were brought on board a large infrastructure program uh, at the uh, Coast Guard Telecommunications Information Systems Command, and uh, we, we were brought on board as a uh, as a uh, help desk company that was really, really able to uh, uh, augment uh, our, our large teaming partner, who was a longstanding prime. Uh, it was uh, General Dynamics IT. And uh, I, I think that... I've we, heard of them. We, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we were able to uh, really, really augment them, complement them, and really drive that infrastructure program as a subcontractor doing our work share and, and, and then some. Were you able to extrapolate that relationship into other gigs with GDIT? Sure, sure. So, you know, th- this is a... Um, you know, I, I tell you, uh, this is where uh, preparation and and and, uh, uh, and, and preparation and, and timing uh, comes into play, right? So, um, we, we had been a, uh, a subcontractor on, on that infrastructure program, and uh, our work had expanded from help desk uh, to doing CNA certification and accreditation uh, for systems. And uh, and then also some cyber uh, C and D task work, and so it expanded from very low level work uh, to to which was essentially staff augmentation uh, to to more uh, work that required subject matter expertise. And at the time, uh, Coast Guard had decided uh, to to compete a a small business uh, agency IDIQ for information assurance, and uh, we we were able to come together with GDIT uh, build a team. Uh, a small team that included GDIT and uh, lead a prime pursuit of that IDIQ vehicle, and it resulted in U.S. Max being uh, awarded a $46 million IDIQ that was very scope-specific. Uh, it was able to highlight uh, a lot of our cyber uh, information assurance and, uh, and C&D work that we were doing at the time. Cool. Yes, uh, that, I mean, that's great, great experience. And I would add um, probably five years ago, 100% of our work was as a subcontractor. And over, over the last now five years, uh, four and a half years, we're now about 85% prime work, maybe 15% sub. So one of, one of the things, especially those, those firms that may be new to the government contracting space, uh, don't always pick up on right away, is when, when you're requiring activity, when the client is looking at a vehicle like Oasis, like GSA Alliant, uh, ITES, whatever the, the vehicle might be, Oftentimes, you'll never see that opportunity on FBO. So unless they do market research, uh, out, you know, broad market research on FBO, looking for an acquisition strategy, looking for a vehicle, you're never going to see it. You're never going to hear about it. And the most important thing, if you want to make sure you don't miss those key opportunities that are, that are going to be, you know, a great fit for your company uh, somewhere where you can really, you know, knock it out of the park is make sure you've got a network of people, teammates, friends, colleagues who have access to all of the vehicles that you want to you know, see the opportunities for that you want to potentially participate in and keep in touch with them. And, you know, back to FCA and, and certainly LinkedIn, those are, those are my, uh, in no particular order, number one and number two sources for those relationships. Well, I look at FCA and then I find them on LinkedIn and I reach out. So exactly. But, mm-hmm. but we're talking about, you know, small businesses standing out here, Elizabeth. Yeah. And one of the ways FCA helps them stand out is a relatively new program that you guys have going, and that's the Shark Tank. Yeah. So what, 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 what is the Shark Tank? 
Well, it's Innovation Shark Tank, and we are giving small businesses in a variety of cyber-related, national security-related um, fields the chance to pitch. And a lot of people are watching these broadcasts, and it's very inexpensive, and you get a great video. And I just heard from— So it's TV, too. It's Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's on cybersecuritytv.net. <clears throat> And it gives people a chance to pitch and get their story out there. So everyone gets a chance to see that. And I just on we just had our winners on um, this past Thursday. Um, we actually had two, a first for us. We had a tie, NextGen ID and JNF Alliance Group. And JNF Alliance Group, um, Jar Marcus King was telling me that he really appreciated that we had AFSIA there to give a place an unbiased place to just help this small business get their voice out there. We have no interest in promoting you other than that we want all of our AFSIA members to succeed. So that's a great place for people who need help getting more visibility. There you go. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I shall return with my guests right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with Elizabeth Moon, AFCA Small Business Program Manager, Eric Strauss, Business Development at Connected Logistics, and David Pack, CEO of US Max. Uh, Eric and David are small businesses, and obviously Elizabeth is AFCA, which is not a small business. Uh, although technically you probably would qualify as a small because of the employee count. Uh, here's and why I say that. ASEA has chapters everywhere, but the chapters are independent bodies. They aren't run by employees. Correct. They're run by volunteers. Mm-hmm. And that's the other cool thing about ASEA is if you get involved in a chapter, it's mm-hmm. because people are spending time, like Eric at, at Belvoir. So – um, but now what I want to talk about this segment. So let me let me back up and start with the, the question. Finding the right bidding opportunity, um, you know, my my calls usually start with I want to sell to the government. Um <laughs> go, yeah, who the hell doesn't? Um <laughs> it ain't as lucrative as you might think to begin with, and it takes a little while. So so David, how how long has US Max been around and, and how did you then and how do you now? find the right opportunities. So as I mentioned earlier, U.S. Max has been in the Fed space about 15 years. And, you know, like a lot of small businesses that have been in business that long, you know, we, we've gone through iterations and evolutions. And as I look back, and uh, in, in even, you know, as I look back today in, into some of the uh, the ways that we've evolved and we're still continuing to evolve, is is I, I'll have to say I'll make a comment that small business have a uh, have a super bionic ability to convince themselves that they can do things that they really can't. Okay, <laughs> so this is a huge trap, uh, one that you know uh, enveloped U.S. Max as well, and you know I, I would say again fast forward today. If you don't have that ability, if you don't have high confidence that if you don't have the truth talkers inside your shop, inside your organization, they can tell you, they can come to you and say, we can't lift this, right? Uh, hire somebody that's not in your organization. Uh, hire uh, a, a, a BD consultant that you know, that you trust through 
you know, your own experiences or through word of mouth, right? And have them do an assessment. And, you know, you, you may have to pay a small fee for that. Oddly but, enough, uh, it's one of the things I yeah. do. Not now, just for small business. Yes, <laughs> but you know, a, a lot of a lot of small companies, most small companies, don't know really how tall they are, and and and, and we 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 are in a niche industry where it's winner take all. So it, there's only one winner, and again, uh, to to be second is to be, know that you're 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 the first to lose, right? And so it, it's. Uh, I would say identifying uh, the deals that you don't do. You start with that. And then you go and identify the things that you probably can compete with, right? And so when you know that you can compete, then that's where really really the the capture, uh, the partnering, it, it becomes really especially meaningful and uh that 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 you 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 actually are are able to to quantify percentage chance of winning. And so again, I, our, our, one of the biggest lessons that, that, we're, that, that I've learned it, and that we're still learning is identifying the things that you don't go after. Yeah. Eric? Yeah, I, I, would, I would certainly agree with everything that David said. I, I would add, though, that there are times, um, and, and we've experienced this at Connect Logistics, where it's important to not discount an opportunity too early because you might have a teammate, a partner, a former employee, someone in the company who you know previously worked in that agency, whatever it is, that can really give you a significant leg up and 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 be the difference between winning and losing or, or losing and winning. Okay, so we know about FBO, and we know that a lot of things don't necessarily uh, show up there or show up there on a timely basis. Um, so there are a variety of paid services out there, Dell Tech. Bloomberg government, uh, I, I use Bloomberg myself. Um, on the Small Business Committee, we have FedMine. Um, so what, um, without being over overtly endorsement-wise, <laughs> uh, 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 other than the fact that you may spend money with them, who do you use, David? Uh, you know, we're, we're one of the many uh, f- uh, smalls that, that are, are, are using uh, the, the Dell Tech product, uh, GovWin. Uh, we're using FBO, uh, and for that matter, you know, we we do use the uh, SBA uh, Small Business Dynamic Search. Uh, we use uh, Sam.gov, uh, and uh, uh, and then you know we we, we can't miss uh, FPDS. So FPDS is a wonderful resource uh, if you know how to use it. Yep, it takes patience. Yep, uh, and uh, but you know the, the, oh, we have to remember that that. Uh, all the information that we really need is uh, publicly available. So these organizations that are out there have uh, uh, really provide a service that is able to bring together uh, that public data in, in you know in, in a pane that that we can see visually and, and get to that information. So it saves us a lot of time, right? What about you guys? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so so we use Dell Tech Govwin, right? As as most small businesses do. But before the paid services, frankly, one of the things that I think uh, far too few people are looking at is the power of FPO. And I'm not just talking about you know going into FPO and doing a search and trying to figure out what you're going to bid on next week. But uh, historic, yeah, well, historic, but also setting up searches mm-hmm. and, and making sure you're you're digging into the advanced search and looking at you know what NAICS codes, what agencies, what locations, right? When you set up the right searches 
and you set it up to you know deliver results to you daily or weekly, then there's a treasure trove of information. Again, not just stuff that is posted on FBO for the first time because it's being competed and proposals due in two or three or four weeks, but because they're going out, they're doing a market, uh, market research. And, and that's, that's where, as a small business, you really got to get engaged, right? When you see an RFI, a source of sought notice for an opportunity that may be a good fit, make sure it's, it's an ACE code that you can compete on or it's a socioeconomic category that you can compete on. And if not, or if it looks like it's headed a different direction, make sure you're talking to those other companies, teaming with them in the RFI response and the source of sought notice response so that you're pre-positioned for three, six, 12 months down the road when they do finally release um, the, you know, the final solicitation. And in many cases, right, rule of two, and, and they'll say, you know what, we had two or three or four, you know, small, capable, responsible small businesses respond in this socioeconomic category or with this NAICS code or whatever they're looking for, and then they set it aside. Cool. Do, do you guys use USA Spending at all? I heard that they've re uh, reimagined that or reworked it. Yeah, we, we've we've used it a little bit. Um, we we've looked at FedMine. Uh, very yes. impressed with what what FedMine has. Um, certainly, we've we've been a long time uh, GovWin subscriber, and uh, GovTribe as well uh, is is great for just you know quick search, looking at you know how much money has been obligated under a particular incumbent contract. Okay. Um, well, let's just take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Again, this is part three of the uh, big issues facing small contractors. I'm with David Pack, CEO of US Mac, Eric Strauss, Business Development Director at at uh, Connected Logistics, and Elizabeth Moon, the Small Business Program Manager of AFSIA. So the e- events and networking. Um, these these are you know obviously tied at the hip. Um, networking technically can occur online, but traction occurs when you actually get face to face with people. So um, let let's start with um, uh, David. You have some uh, you know unique issues on this. So uh, what are they? So you know, I, I, first of all, I think it's what we make of it. I, I will say, from my experience with FCA, uh, you know, FCA being one of the oldest uh, uh, organ, uh, organizations that provide a platform for networking for small, medium, and large uh, companies, with emphasis on small here. Um, I, I, I have to say that FCA has a very powerful network. Uh, it's uh, vast. And uh, if, if, if really the way that FC is organized at both the chapter chapter level, and uh, in, in the, the local chapter levels, and at the corporate levels, in uh, knowing, uh, having, uh, understanding that the leadership of FC uh, really are, are really there to help everyone uh, that's a member, uh, and. Uh, and if you're not a member, you still are just not more than a click away from finding an activity or, or a, uh, a resource or an event uh, that's local to you and uh, in, in your in your capability domain. Um, you know, we, we have – U.S. Max has realized business uh, from uh, our association with FCA. 
partnerships, and these aren't just one-time deal-by-deal uh, opportunities, but basically relationships that are you know going to burgeon into other opportunities, uh, strategic partnering. Uh, you know, it's it's an ability to go in and peer uh, with another CEO, uh, another business development director at an organization that may be uh, – it doesn't necessarily have to be small. Uh, so, you know, there, there are opportunities that we have positioned ourselves on that, uh, that you know, it, it, they'll, they'll turn out to go full and open. And, uh, you know, I may have somebody in my network that I have worked with uh, that has graduated and maybe better positioned. And again, it's it's the ability to AFCIA provides the resources to help you make quick business decisions and find trusted partners. Okay. Yeah, I I would add. Uh, you know, sometimes it seems the world is filled with only extroverts, uh, but there are plenty of introvert, introverts, myself included. And the hardest part sometimes when you go to an event is connecting with other people. Right? It's it's so easy to just you know sit at a table. And listen or watch or, you know, leave five minutes after it's over. But the most important thing, uh, and certainly the best ROI for any event I've ever attended, it's, it's sticking around, it's networking, it's talking to people, it's understanding who's there, why they're there, what they're looking for. Uh, who knows, could be your next, um, you know, major teammate, prime contractor, subcontractor, or just, you know, a great person to know for the future. Okay. Elizabeth, AFC has got some resources for events on the website. Yeah, absolutely. You can find those pretty easily at AFCIA.org. Um, and we know one of the most important things about building your brand and your business is building that trust and authenticity in your community and being known um, personally. So that's one of the biggest values of AFCIA is just building that trust and authenticity. Okay. I would also suggest when you go to the AFC, particularly, again, if you're not in D.C., go to the chapter page and scroll down to the chapter nearest you. They all have websites. Go see what events they're hosting and which uh, which clients they seem to be focused on there. Uh, so, you know, you and, and I believe most, if not all of the chapters, list their officers as well. So if you need to meet people who are selling to the government in your neck of the woods, AFCIA's chapters are, are a great place to, uh, to start. It gives you real people, real time, you know, take that information, go look them up on LinkedIn, uh, reach out to connect, and set a time to talk. So you send them a connection request on LinkedIn, say, yeah. I saw you're at AFCIA, you know, Southern Cal. Uh, love to have coffee sometime. Can we connect here and set a time to chat? Um, Yep, so. I, and and I, I I couldn't agree more. I I would add to that, you know, uh, at the chapter level, uh, certainly speaking of uh, FC of Belvoir, we're always looking for volunteers, right? So so volunteers. I aimed one of my students at you. I, 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 exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but we're looking for volunteers at at every level. We've got a young FC in organization, and we've got young FCNs come in and and help support our events. We've got um, board uh, board members, right? It's an entirely uh, volunteer run board. Uh, just uh, an event uh, a week or two ago, we were looking for an assistant treasurer and identified someone uh, who attended the FCA Belvoir luncheon last week. Okay. And there, there's, uh, if I recall, there is a significant DHS event coming up in, in the spring? Yes, is that's it? right. Um, and there's going to be a small business track at this event, and it will be April 22nd through 24th at the Ronald Reagan Center. 
Oh, good. I think that may be similar <laughs> to the one that I spoke. I still yeah. use the picture at oh, the uh, at the uh, the one I spoke at. Well, I had a big crowd. I like big crowds in my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yep. N- not photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but let's let's talk a little bit about the criteria because David, again, to go back to you, mm-hmm. a lot of your business is not Conus; it's Oconus. Yes. So, networking events for you for companies doing business continental u.s uh doesn't necessarily make sense so how, how do you determine which which venues are going to have payoff i mean you've got limited staff you've got limited time uh you're not going to send people out every day to attend everything yeah right so um we, we, we've been around long enough to have tried a lot of different ways that we can uh advertise right and uh, advertising is very expensive <laughs> and so um, it becomes more expensive if it's not effective for you. And so w- w- one of the rules that, that we uh, really try to follow is if we're going to do something, how can we be consistent? So if, if we're going to we, – we have an ability – we have a uh, – over the last six years, uh, U.S. Max as a small has really developed a, a way uh, – we, we have a – PMO, an internal corporate PMO that knows how to deliver services overseas, and we're diplomatic security compliant. So, six years ago, not easy to get. Uh, yeah, well, it, 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 it's not for everyone. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's, um, I believe, it's a differentiator for US Max. Uh, it's an area that we will continue to invest. Uh, we, it's a very important life-saving mission. Uh, More in, so in, these days, apparently. I, I, you know, I, I tell you, they are. Um, it, it's not for everybody, and it's a niche within a niche. And so, you know, we are very interested in marketing our capabilities further. Uh, we we are, uh, you know, delivering on many missions that are uh, in high threat in austere environments. And uh, the, you know, I, I couldn't be prouder of the mission. Uh, we, we are uh, hiring people. We, we are, you know, uh, we're looking for ways that we can market our services to attract the highest, uh, most capable uh, talent out there. Uh, the, the labor pool that is, uh, you know, that can be thousands of miles away at any time, and and uh, be able to to execute on on what we're doing in our programs and get it done right the first time, uh, and and come back. And so, you know, it, it is um, – we are looking at ways that we are uh, going to be able to reach uh, uh, the, the right labor pool, the right partners. And it's not so much about, you know, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of small companies, um, you know, it, it, it should not be just about marketing it and putting yourself in front of customers. I mean, that's ultimately where you want to be. But finding the right partners, finding the right resources – is is uh is right up there uh, well building that trust yeah because ultimately that relationship is going to lead to more business right if right. you if you blow that leave the room right so we, we're at an interesting point where you know we have processes repeatable processes uh that are compliant in and uh able to deliver uh services in embassies consulates and chanceries in high threat and austere environments but you know, so we have the capability to take somebody who's junior, uh, and and uh, and and help them uh, acquire new skills and uh, promote them from within. 
And we also have the ability to go out there and find people that uh, maybe uh, are, are uh, professionals that have been doing this for, for a period of time. And so we're doing both. We're doing both of those things. And But looking for platforms where, where we can meet companies that do what we do, uh, that complement us, uh, or just maybe it can become a force multiplier is something that is uh, uh, of great interest for U.S. Max. Okay. Yeah. Eric? Yeah. Wrap I, it up. Sure. Uh, okay, so let me let me mention a couple upcoming events, and and this will be of particular interest for folks who are focused on Army, DLA, DITRA, Defense Re- uh, Threat Reduction Agency. We've got an event coming up, a uh, small business event at Fort Belvoir on, uh, pardon me, on Thursday, December sixth. It's an afternoon event, networking event, and it is a panel on source selection and proposal evaluation. And our goal with the panel is really to, to go behind the curtains, right? We, we all spend so much time and effort uh, reviewing proposals, you know, trying to make sure our proposal is perfect. We submit it, and then what happens Black right hole. over the next – Yeah, right. And, and sometimes it's 30 days, and sometimes it's two and a half years, right, until you find out. Uh, so uh, – well, you, you must be on SP3. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, right, 100 and, what, 198 uh, new words on RS3, just uh, phase two. But for, for this particular panel, we've got uh, three confirmed participants. Uh, we have Miss um, Evelyn De Palma, uh, who's got great procurement experience at DISA. We've got Mr. Rob Stewart, who is the director of the DITRA Office of Small Business Programs, and uh, Mr. Jim Klein, uh, who was one of the um, uh, PE, Army PEO EIS uh, headquarters leads for contracts and operations, director of operations, uh, Army PEO EIS. So, uh, Phenomenal uh, opportunity there. That's one coming up again December 6th. And then the other one, not to be missed, and certainly, uh, Mark, you, you spoke last year, and we look forward to having you back, is FC at Belvoir Industry Days. We get over 1,000 people each year. That was and, a cool event. I, well, uh, thank you, and uh, extremely well attended. Uh, we got great feedback uh, this year. It's going to be probably two and a half, three days, and it's in late March, uh, and that's at uh, National Gaylord uh, Harbor Hotel. Yeah, which is just as difficult for me to get to as Belvoir, <laughs> so either or. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you all for coming in. I know I know it's a bit of a trek to get down here. Elizabeth Moon, the AFCA Small Business Program Manager, David Pack, CEO of U.S. Mac, and Eric Strauss, uh, the business development guru for Connected Logistics. Thank you very much for coming in. Um, this is not my day job. I advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government, particularly small companies. I have a program that's designed exclusively for any small by SBA standards. So uh, if you want information on that, you can look at my blog at federaldirect.net or drop me a line at mark at federaldirect.net. And thank you for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. 
And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.